Good morning, prayer warriors. Mark here. Hey, it's great to be back with you. And uh, it's kind of an exciting day today because we kind of talk about, we get to talk about um, God's word and some of the things that he wants us to do that we've learned here in the book of Acts. But let's just kind of open in just a quick word of prayer. Uh, Dear Lord, we just praise your name. We give the glory to you that you lift us up. As we praise your name, we ask for that wisdom and guidance. Open our hearts to what you want us to learn and study in, in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, praise God. Um, and, and here we are still in the book of Acts, and we take a look a little bit um, last week at kind of where we've developed some of these things and, and themes and doctrines. And we're, now we're talking about prayer and fasting because what we're seeing is they're in the early church and what we see a lot in our own churches these days, um, prayer and fasting. We've talked about prayer, as I mentioned, over 600 times in the Old and New Testament. Fasting is, is um, mentioned over 70 times in the Old and New Testament. And now we're kind of studying about this whole prayer and fasting that kind of is moving the early church forward and really kind of what you and I might consider, or in some cases we need to consider. In some cases we must consider. But anyway... Um, We've we've talked about Paul and Barnabas in in chapter thirteen. They were praying and fasting, and they were sent out as early missionaries. In chapter fourteen, we were taking a look at um, the early church. They were having some struggles there in Antioch. They came up with a solution: how prayer and fasting. And so, it really, it's a real strong biblical thing. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about some of the history of it some other examples and what we do. And, and a couple of things really come to mind first. When we talk about prayer and fasting in the early church, where a lot of our doctrine came from, all the way to today, you know, the first thing is, what are the types of fasting? I mean, we can um, do a, a fast, that you know, just a total fast where we don't eat or drink anything. Um, in some cases, it's only, you know, another type of fast is we only drink liquids. We drink water, um, and we do without food. And another one is we, um, as we saw in the book of Daniel, um, you restrain from eating certain foods for a certain period of time. And so there's different types of fast, and that's kind of between you and God, and, and as you pray on, on uh, some of these things, um, you know, it's what's good for you. I mean, and, and medically, it may not be good for you. Um, so those are the things we need to consider when it comes to the types of prayer and fasting. And then we need to take a look at, you know, how long. Um, Jesus, uh, you know, there in the Gospels, you know, he was out fasting for 40 days. I'm not sure that God wants us all to do that. If you have fasting maybe from sunrise to sundown, you know, so you take a look at those times. If it's 7.35 in the morning, <clears throat> excuse me, um, to 8 o'clock at night. So you take a look at those daytime fasts or a 24-hour fast. Your last meal is at, we'll call it 7.35 at sunset or, you know, whatever it is. And you're going to fast until you break fast 24 hours later. 
or a three-day fast, a 72-hour fast, and then you break um, fast and, and or, you know, seven days. Uh, so it's really between you and God on what he wants you to do and what he's putting on your heart. What does the Holy Spirit want us to do? Um, and we have a long history of prayer and fasting in the Bible. We go all the way back to Nehemiah there in uh, chapter 9, you know, where Nehemiah is praising God um, and he's asking for guidance and wisdom and he's going to God hard with prayer and fasting. How about Esther? You know, Esther's in a fix and so she had, gathers her family and friends and it's like, man, what do we do? So there in Esther uh, chapter 4, <clears throat> David in the book of Psalm. In 35, he's being chased by his enemies. Um, so he goes to God in prayer and fasting. Um, Daniel 9. Um, Daniel is praying over those disobedient people, his nation, his country. Uh, and Luke 2, there's a just a couple of little verses there that are just absolutely amazing. Um, and, and Luke 2, we all know it as this is the coming of the Christ. The Christ is going to be born. The Christ is born. Mary takes him to the temple. But right there in the middle, what is this woman Anna doing? And right there in, in 2 verse 36, you say, Now there was one, Anna, a prophetess the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age and had lived with her husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years who did not depart from the temple. So she's a Jewish woman, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. Wow. Fastings and prayers night and day. And coming in that instant, that's Jesus is coming into the temple with Mary and she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke to him all those things who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. Wow. Here is the faith, the huge faith through fasting and prayer of this woman, Anna, in just three verses. And many times we skip over that. Um, then we, we get into the book of Acts and we, we see some of those, um, you know, the continual fasting and prayer that we've seen. Um, and then really it's kind of, what are the results? You know, sometimes, you know, we offer up prayers and I think God says yes, no, or wait. Um, through fasting and prayer, I think the same thing can happen to us. Uh, there's also been some huge movements in the world as a result of this. We do go back to Nehemiah 9. What, what happens? Israel comes back to the Lord which is absolutely amazing, an entire nation, an entire people. How about Esther? Here's Esther. She, she's praying and fasting, and, and she goes to the king Xerxes, and, and the king says, you know, most of the times it's off with your head. Um, but how does God answer those prayers working through King Xerxes? A, a, you know, a non-Jew, a non-Gentile, a non-Christian. He says, Esther. We're going to save your people and root out this plot that Haman has put forth. How about David? Um, it really wound up showing David's heart as a result of his fasting and prayer. Daniel, um, the angel Gabriel arrived and prophesied um, and shared all of this, the future Messiah uh, for the country of Israel, for the people of Israel. 
So some huge things are happening. Um, and Anna, we just read, she met her Savior. Wow. Is that just incredible? So how do we do some of these things? How do we, you know, what do we want to do? Well, we can prepare ourselves for God's work. If we're going to pray and fast, we're going to go on a missionary trip? Absolutely. Pray and fast. Do we need to hear God more clearly? Are we confused? Is our heart hard of hearing? Are we hard of hearing? You know, we want to hear God's word clearly. We need to ask for things. Maybe it's just a personal sacrifice to glorify God. And we do that in all things, especially our prayer and fasting. So I ask you, um, do we want to deliver a person, a church, a community? How do we do that? I'm convinced that we do it through prayer and fasting. And do we do it for 12 hours, 24 hours, 72 hours? I don't know. Or we just give up a meal and we sit there for an hour and we pray and fast. So that's what I just kind of want to approach you with today because the book of Acts is establishing all of this doctrine and it's bringing out not only for our churches as it did for the early church there in Israel and throughout the, those areas, but for us. So the doctrine that we have in our churches and the ability for us to pray and fast as a result of what we're reading is absolutely incredible. So I encourage you to kind of search your hearts, see what's going on, and uh, just have a blessed week.